I could eat anything in the world right now. What would I eat? Mm. I kind of have a biggish breakfast when I'm hungry right now. It's something that you can only really get in California. Oh, Snickers. California? Edibles. <laughs> Obviously. <laughs> Hi, I'm Rico. And I'm Brendan. Welcome to Speakeasy. This is an occasional bonus podcast where we uh, give you a peek behind the scenes at the Dinner Party Download, play you some stuff that didn't make it onto our regular show, and we speak off the cuff. Mm -hmm. In other words, we speak easily Mm -hmm. about it. And we are together in Los Angeles, California. Which is rare. Brendan's normally located in New York. And also, Speakeasy people should know, even though they're going to miss this opportunity, that we're also recording a Facebook Live as we do this speakeasy. Yeah, we're here in the studio with a camera pointed at us. So we may be referring to an audience that isn't here, so you feel left out. But maybe you'll be excited to join us for our next Facebook Live. That's right. Facebook.com slash Dinner Party Download. But let's begin. Ava DuVernay. Yes. The Oscar-nominated director of 13th, who Rico interviewed a few weeks back. It was a really smart and fun conversation. Yeah. But there are also some bits and bobs that didn't make it into the final cut. That's right. First of all, I, I have to say that I did not expect this to be uh, like a fun conversation. If you've seen Thirteenth. It's about the uh, prison system here in uh, America and how it got to be the biggest prison population in the entire world. Very, very serious topic. But as we went along in the conversation, it got kind of lighter and lighter, and she like really opened up. And it, by the end of it, we were actually having fun, which was unexpected. Um, and at the end of all of our conversations, we always ask our guests to tell us a joke, which yeah. if you listen to the show, you will hear sometimes at the beginning of our show. Before you play this clip, is it important to tell the audience who what Ava DuVernay, her current project? Yes, her current project is an adaptation of A Wrinkle in Time, the Madeline Langle children's book. You will hear that uh, the joke she told us was derived from her experience shooting A Wrinkle in Time. With children. I think I have one. Okay, go. Um, This was just told to me by a six-year-old on the set of Wrinkle in Time the other day. The whole crew busted up laughing. Um, Gosh, I'm so bad at telling jokes. Let me try this. Um, Oh, fuck. Dang it. Um, Sorry. (laughs) Um, What... Oh, God. I know the punchline. <laughs> Hold on. Wait a minute. What kind of what kind of bees um what kind of bees are the prettiest bees? What? Are you asking me or were you gonna repeat? No, no, I'm not I'm not I'm you asked me. You don't think it's I'm, worthy of no, no, repetition? I'm playing, I'm playing with it. Okay. Which what what are the prettiest bees? Boobies. <laughs> I, I, somehow I knew. I Did knew. you? Somehow. That took me back. I looked at this little six-year-old and said, son, you're going places. <laughs> wow. Um, by the way, the reason why... I wasn't I was into like, that joke, by the way. I know. it's like I mean, it's, I like her spirit. Ava DuVernay, by the way, director yeah, of the 13th. It's just that, you don't Selma. expect that to come out of the woman that made Selma. I mean, that's just like a... It's a pretty like, infantile joke, but it was told woke, by an infant. I it's woke, all right. I woke up that morning to work on the show because I'm on the East Coast, so I get a little bit of a head start. And in our script, I think someone had it slated that Ava DuVernay's joke was still going to run. I was just like, no way can we broadcast that. Yeah. Can you imagine driving around listening to a show with the boobies? <laughs> no, it's like you're listening to public radio. It's like all things considered, <laughs> we're bringing you the world. Jackson's and saying we're trying to grow our audience. Trying to grow down our audience to the, was, for the toddler very demo. Um, 
And I can't believe she's doing Wrinkle of Time, one of my favorite books. Yeah. And, you know, she did Selma. She did 13th, very serious topics that she executed beautifully. Well, the, the, as she pointed out, Wrinkle in Time actually does have, and I don't remember it from my childhood. I haven't read it in decades. Yeah. But she was saying that's one of the most banned books in a modern American history. Huh. So there's actually a lot of probably political themes buried yeah. in there that we were also, not aware of. Also, one children. of the only children's books that I approve of adults reading. Mm-hmm. Oh, that, yeah, we have an ongoing uh, problem, and you folks on the internet are welcome to uh, chime in on this. Brendan is uh, anti-Harry Potter. That's a broad stroke, anti-Harry Potter. I'm, I'm anti-adults spending too much time reading children's books mm. because I think they should be reading adult books, mm. and then maybe our country and world and souls would be healthier because we'd be more informed about important themes beyond the hobgob. What do they have? What, the Maybe. snitch? What May- is the game they play? It's called the, the snitch. The golden snitch is an element what is of the, a game. What is the game? Maybe the, you, if what you, is you it read called? the book, maybe you would have a leg to stand on in that criticizing it. Why don't you, why don't you ask me about a book I did read? Let's discuss um, about ISIS. <laughs> I, I recently read a nonfiction book. But tell me all about is the it snitch. Pos- is it possible to I read both of those books and enjoy them both? I could tell you about how Aleppo ended up where it is, right? Is it possible that maybe there's a time and a place for Harry Potter and a time a place for for the those of us just joining us, Facebook Live. I'm Brendan. This is Rico. Yeah, I'm a geek. He is not. And you're we're the dinner party download, and we're in the middle of recording. We're being rude to our radio guest. Oh, yes, this is true. Speakeasy, which is a podcast, uh, occasional podcast segment where we speak off the cuff and play audio clips that we didn't use on air for various reasons. The last one because it was a not very funny joke mm-hmm. about breasts, but it was very personable. Uh, so Ava okay. Renee, that was great. Let's we'll talk about Harry Potter later. All right, we got another clip for you. So one of my favorite conversations last year was uh, from Barry Jenkins, another Oscar-nominated director. Let's first of all give a round of applause to Jackson Musker for booking these amazing guests. Yes, he is our producer. But we were we wanted we we knew we saw Moonlight and we're like, oh my gosh, we need to speak to the person who created this. But one of the cool things about Barry, he's just kind of like, he's like preppy. Oh, okay. And then at the end, he he listens to Dinner Party Download, so he obviously has great taste, which wouldn't surprise anyone who saw the movie. Mm -hmm. So he had a question for me about the Dinner Party Download. And it's about our theme song. It's about the theme song of the Dinner Party Download. Hey, you guys opened with uh, the C and Cake, I noticed. That's right. Every episode. Yes, that's right. I was obsessed with them in college. And my first short film uh, actually has a C and Cake song from... uh, from one bedroom uh, called, oh, right. called Interiors. So. Yeah. So we, when we started this podcast, we just threw that song on, not thinking anyone would ever hear our podcast. Mm-hmm. And then for years we had it. Mm-hmm. And then finally podcast became legitimate. We started getting money. And then you had to license it. But no, no. So we actually, for our, for our like 100th show, we mm-hmm. called up Sam Precop. <gasps> And oh, didn't tell dude. him. And then we were like, who's the guy from the yeah, scene cake? Who's based in Chicago, the painter, the kind of mm-hmm. aloof, cool guy. Uh, and then we asked him on air. We were like, hey, we've been using your song. Are we allowed to use it? And he said yes. Such a good dude. I almost moved to Chicago just because of Thrill Jockey Records. That's, oh, how, wow. that's how big of a scene cake fan I was. Wow. Or I'll, am. Still am, Sam. Still I, am. I will say when I uh, worked at a coffee shop years ago, scene cake was the neutralizer. You could put that on and everyone would kind of – it was like the Steely Dan of the, of the oh, indie no, set. Oh, no, 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 no. <laughs> don't do it. Don't do it. That's right. You you compared <laughs> – but I was being honest. So, cake to Steely Dan. so we need to unpack that for people who maybe who aren't music yeah, geeks. Yeah, who aren't indie rockers. So of, first from of all, the 90s. Thrill Jockey was a record label from Chicago in the '90s. Still that, around. Still around. Barry, obviously a fan of that music. And then I said that the Seeing Cake is kind of the modern Steely Dan, meaning it's kind of backgroundy music that a lot of people can get into. When I worked at cafes, you put on Seeing Cake, yeah. everyone was happy. But Barry, Barry didn't want to hear but that. Barry didn't like the comparison to Steely Dan because some people don't like Steely Dan. I used to be one of those people. Since we were on the topic, though, of semi-underground music, let's move on to our final 
little clip that we have. I'm going to check my people. phone while you're talking. This is Steve. This is what I do when I'm in New York and Rico's talking. Yeah, it's this is one of the reasons why he's in New York. Let's make dinner that's why we shunted things. him off to the hinterland of New York. No, that sounds like great. We'll do that and then go to dinner. Oh, sorry. <laughs> uh, what was I saying? Oh, yeah, Steve Jones. We spoke to Steve Jones, who is, of course, the guitarist for the Sex Pistols, which, if we must tell you, I guess we have to tell some folk, is like one of the progenitors of the punk explosion. There were punk bands before them, but they were certainly one of the most important. They probably made it an international phenomenon in the UK in the late 70s. He just put out a memoir, so we talked about his whole life. Very fascinating dude and very funny. Love his accent, which you're about to hear in this clip where we asked him what we ask all of our etiquette guests. He was our etiquette guest. What is the most amazing party you've ever been to? And he couldn't quite think of one. Man. Yeah, there's got to be a few. Most memorable, uh, oh, I don't know, party. Or... You, t- you say in the book there was a moment where you actually, you were so obsessed with Rod Stewart that you actually broke into the backstage of a uh, Faces concert. That was, well, that was a great, that was a great night. A bit blurry. <laughs> but it, but it was a, it, it was that was that was the same night when the New York Dolls was open up for the Faces, and that was a big night because I was such a huge fan of the Faces, yeah. and me and my couple of my buddies we used to dress like we should have been in the Faces. Yeah, very mod. <laughs> well, no, this was that that was small it was faces. More rock and roll. Yeah, yeah. sure, sure. Denim and spiky hair. Small Faces was my. Do your history. Do your history. <laughs> Sorry. But the faces was more glammy, you know, yeah, bright colored stuff. I tried to get my hair spiky. I could never do it because it was, my hair was too thick, which used to drive me insane. Yeah. I wanted it to look like Rod Stewart. But that was a good night. You know, we snuck in there because we looked like we should have been there. I had so much confidence. You know, Steve, what's interesting about Rod Stewart, we were thinking about this the other day, is that I love the faces too, but yeah. then... I, I came home a few years ago visiting my older mother, and she loves Rod Stewart, too, because she loves his kind of singer-songwriter phase, later-era Rod Stewart. And now they play Rod at Starbucks. No, it's awful. It's awful. I don't blame him. You know, I don't blame him. He's got to do something. He ain't, he, you know, you're not going to do what you did when you were 20. No, of course. Yeah. You know. But can he, like, retire and, like, you know, practice cricket or something like that? Well, and, uh, of course he could, and so could the Rolling Stones, and and so could you 2 and so could all these other bands that have got, you know, billions of dollars. But they obviously still like it. They obviously yeah, they sure. still like going out and doing it. I, I don't want to do it. I just want to move up to Northern California. I couldn't care less about touring. You can move in with Neil. We'll, we'll get our people on that for you, Steve. Can you make that happen? Uh, we'll see what we can do. We're public radio. We can make anything happen. <laughs> Thanks so much for telling your audience how to behave. You got it. Steve Jones. We should mention at the end there, he's talking about moving up to Northern California and Neil. With Neil uh, Young has a big ranch in Northern California. And we were joking that about that would be a great sitcom. Neil the, Young and Steve Jones. Mr. Jones out. and Me would be the name of that show. <laughs> Pretty awesome. Um, first of all, my voice, I, I had the flu at that point. Yeah. I sound like Bill Clinton. That's like, one of the reasons like, we po- cut that. Pre-vegan Bill Clinton. Like at the end, when he was really at the end there. I was really dying when I when we did that interview. Yeah. Um, also, I feel like he made another reference that we, you know. Oh, the faces and the small faces. The small faces. I was really into mod culture. Me too. And small faces were one of my favorite bands. They were Me like too. a mod band with like great mod haircuts. And they Rod Stewart was not a member of the small faces, but 
then they replaced their lead singer, had to, and then they turned to The Faces, which were much more rock and roll. And then Rod Stewart went on to seduce my mother. Mm-hmm. And that's how Brendan was born. No. Hey, I'm half Rod Stewart, guys. Yep. You were like, where did he get that hair? Where did he get that six-pack? Um, but it is, I will say, no, he that did I, it, it, it took a, a huge amount of niceness on my part to leave in the part where I accidentally referred to the faces as the small faces. Like, I like I, I confused the two of them. But can we talk about like this here? Getting, I'm, I'm glad you bring this up. Being honest is what's going to make I know, people love us. That's what, I guess that's you true. You just got to be real, man. That's why I let no it, one, left it in. Like, that's what happened, and it was funny, and he joked around with you, and it was a nice moment of that tape. So. But I will say that it was like, I was looking forward all week to talking. I'm I'm a super like vinyl geek junkie guy, and I really was super looking forward to talking to him. And I was like, oh, I'm reading a the super book. Vinyl I'm like, geek we're into- who doesn't know his small faces from the faces? Exactly. Which I, I was like, we're gonna talk about all these bands that he's talking about. I'm into all of these bands, and then I get in the room and I confuse the faces with it's the okay. small faces. Well, see, now you had your cake and ate it too because you telegraphed very clearly. Like I knew what I was saying. I knew what I, I was saying. Retroactively yes. researched it. He doesn't know. I'm going to cut all what Brendan See, just that's said. The thing. Out. He'll get final cut and he's going to act like he knows it. That's right. I'm going to chop up Steve's dialogue so he compliments me for knowing so much. Um, you know, Rico, you're just true to yourself and always know the face is history and know what happened. You're just the best, great, fantastic man in a lot of ways, like Bob Dylan. It was there comments from Facebook Live? There oh, was yeah. one question from okay. Lori Hillman Wilson, and she wants to know okay, how right. you two met. Oh, it was small here. faces concert. It was weird, uh, really weird. He doesn't remember it. I broke into the backstage. He, he was, was the in concert. the small. Fa- he was in the faces. No, we're sitting in Los Angeles, downtown LA, and years and years ago, dinner party download didn't exist, which was a sad, dark time. Uh, Marketplace existed, which is another show made from here with Kai Rizdal. Rico and I found ourselves working in this office. We both had the mistaken idea that the other one was cool, mm-hmm. and then we hung out. And uh, that's we, how we met. Actually, we were the original thing was that we were going to play music together. Mm-hmm. We had both been in bands in our previous lives, mm-hmm. and we were like, oh, we could do that. And we jammed together and realized very quickly that we both wanted to be the front man and didn't want to play the other person's songs. Mm-hmm. So we created a show where it's typical to have two front men. And, we're, yeah, and there's no tension at all about being nope. front men at all. Nope, even though I'm the best, and Brendan's cool with it. It's and if nice. you go back, there's, a late, there's some early DVD episodes with some music by moi. Uh, oh, that's right. The Ladies was your band. The yeah, the Ladies one. The Ladies, and then the phone was yep. my still ex- were, phone or still extant, even though I haven't done anything in years. Mine uh, was uh, Smoking Pets and Man in the Motor Car. Smoking Pets, Man in the Motor Motor Car. Look them You'll up. Find now. them on MySpace. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> uh, all right, so I think we're, that wraps up Speakeasy with Steve yep. Jones. We have a whole brand new episode coming out next week with Rachel. No, not when, next week. Rachel Bloom. Yeah. Yeah. Rachel Bloom uh, from Crazy, Crazy Ex-Girlfriend, Ex-Girlfriend and uh, Steve Aoki. gives a soundtrack. It's going to be gangbusters, it's fantastic. off the hook. Um, but so now this is where we would put the speakeasy exit music right here. Yeah, maybe it should have some techno flavor in anticipation of Steve Aoki. Okay, we'll put it here. Darling, just hold me.